You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah, Yom And of course, many people, maybe not this year, but in many years, they, they, they go into the afternoon. And because of that, um, people get hungry. They can't stay. Again, if they start at 7, and many of these Shiva davenings and other long Chazonish davenings at 2, 2.30, 3 o'clock, they're weak. So now that's where they're assuming the minute developed. To, they want a person to be strong enough to really daven Musaf well and to listen to the Tkiyas properly. So um, normally on a regular Shabbos, can you make Kiddush before Musaf? It really isn't a problem, they say. You can't, you're not supposed to uh, eat before you daven Shachas. Um, but that's Shachas, not before Musaf. But Rosh Hashanah, there's a mitzvah of Tkiyah Shofar. So they point out that there are different minogim. Let's read a little bit inside together. Yesh kodimat Some places they make a big Kiddush. And as they says, kach nogu b'yeshiva rabot. That's the minig in many yeshivas. And they wait till after Musaf. In fact, there is another option that the post can mention, which is an interesting one, that they actually eat, even though we talked about not talking and not making any sort of hefsik between, we talked about this a number of weeks ago, the Tkiyas de Miyushav, that's the first ones, the Tkiyas de Mumad. Some have a minig, and I've never seen this, to actually make Kiddush after the Tkiyos de Miyushov, meaning after the Tkiyos that happened uh, after Kriyos HaTorah. Then they make Kiddush. Um, so let's take a look and see, uh, going through this article, about some of the the issues. Obviously, this all starts from a, uh, a Mishnah and Shabbos that many of you are familiar with, that a person shouldn't begin an activity when there's a mitzvah an activity like eating or taking a going to a barber or anything like that, uh, or to a, to going to a hot bathhouse or uh, to go to a tanner, because those things take time. Because we're afraid that those things are going to take you away from what? What was the Mishnah and Shabbos worried about? Davening Mincha. So therefore, you see that you're, even if it's a, a, a tfil, which might be the Rabbanon, Chazal say, don't do these other activities. And that, of course, is the Psaq and Shulchan Aruch. And that happens, that is sort of starting another activity, is even before the Zman of Mincha, even a half hour before. The same thing, even though the Mishnah talks about davening Mincha, the same thing is true about starting a meal when you have to daven Marib, whether it's Bazman Kriyash Mashal Arvis. We, uh, again, I talked about uh, the Isser by Kriyas HaMegillah. The Gemara speaks about it as well, about eating before you fulfilled the mitzvah of Dawud Minim. In fact, that's what it says in Shulchan Aruch. Uh, You're not supposed to eat until you take the Dawud Minim. Because Chomet said a similar halacha. A person shouldn't do, if it's time for the mitzvah, because Chomet shouldn't begin an activity, and don't eat. And the Mishnah mentions when it comes to uh, 
Pesach, B'dikas Chometz, even a half hour before, don't start a meal because we're afraid you're going to get caught up in it and the mitzvah won't be able to be done properly. And then he mentions Megillah, which of course I said before, and the Ramah adds those words, which I indicated uh, how difficult it is, even though it's difficult because you've been fasting the whole Tainus uh, uh, Esther, you don't eat until the Megillah reading is over. So you see, you're not supposed to eat if there's a mitzvah that needs to be done. Now, Rabbi Kivalevis? Yes. Uh, a question. What about the sequence that we have first comes Kemach, then comes the Torah? <laughs> Or it's kind of, it's not involved here. I'm just thinking. No, 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 you're you're correct. In terms of not eating before davening, but. um, Right, you're talking about, you're talking, okay. What Dr. Kogan is saying is that, that when you impose, I guess what you're trying to say is when you impose certain strictures on someone, those strictures are, are understandable, but they might undermine what you're really trying to do, which is to do the mitzvah. So if I stop you from mm-hmm. eating, you, you mentioned very, very chesidah shavart, it's better to eat before davening to daven just to eat, right? That's what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Yeah, so so the question is, is there another way around this, right? Um, mm-hmm. Is there another way mm-hmm. around it? Obviously, if a person, if the situation is that nobody is concentrating and everyone is weak and passing out, Maybe we need to, instead of making a kiddish, maybe there's something else that could be done. That, as you can see from all these uh, places in Mishnah, from the Mishnayis, from the Shulchan Aruch, and other places in, from the Gemaras, about not eating when you have a mitzvah to be done, it makes sense that the same thing should apply for Tkiyah Shofar. In fact, so let's think about, uh, you're right, to, to dive until three and to be completely uh, ashmata by that time, and therefore you, you, you don't even have the ability to concentrate at all, you're right, that sounds like something that is probably not what God wants you, doesn't want you to be dead on your feet. There shouldn't be an Isra de Rabbanon of, of, of not eating or that's there to protect the mitzvah when it undermines the mitzvah. But there might be another way, obviously, but what we need to do, Dr. Kogan, is see from Chazal's vantage point what what is the way we conduct ourselves when we know we have a mitzvah to, 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 to happen? And it seems from all these sources that when you know you have a mitzvah to be done, you don't start eating. Now the question is how big of a meal, a snack versus a meal, and other things like that. Um, the Ritva actually writes in Sukkah, and he says it's not only about lulav. He says shofar as well. He says that. You have to stop eating to be makayim the mitzvah. So you see from the ritva that you have to stop eating to go blow shofar. The same thing obviously would be true. You shouldn't start before you fulfill the mitzvah. So the ritva does mention shofar as well. You could have implied it from all these other places. And right, um, and it's interesting though that even though it's implied the authors of this article point out that it is interesting that the Shulchan Aruch mentions it by Megillah, they mention it by Lulav, because that's in the Gemara. It's mentioned, of course, by Mincha and by Mariv, because that's the Mishnah in Shabbos, and Mariv makes just, Mariv is obviously similar to the idea of, of davening Mincha. All those things are logical, 
It's interesting that in Shulchan Aruch and the Rambam, we don't find the extension of this halacha to Tkiyah Shofar. Now, the Mogan Avram, besides this ritva, the Mogan Avram found a Tosefta, which is basically a very strong source. Um, what does the Tosefta say? The Tosefta says, Tkiyah Shofar is like Lulav and Megillah that you need to stop eating in order to fulfill the mitzvah. So if that's true, and that source is seemingly not just one Rishon, that source is as, as powerful as a Mishnah source, the Tosefta. So it would seem that you shouldn't start eating when it's time to do the mitzvah. Therefore, the Shari Tshuva, um, that of course was written by uh, Rav Chaim Margolis, uh, Rav Chaim Zara Margolis's brother, he says, based on this Mogan Avram, you need to don't eat until you until you've heard the shofar blowing. The only head that he gives you is Koshalov Hatainas Harbe. If it's very difficult, if the fasting, meaning that you haven't eaten and it's very difficult, you can go and eat. I mentioned Rechaim Margolis. His brother was Rechaim Zalman Margolis. And I, I, I have a suspicion, although I didn't look inside, we know that he helped his brother finish the Sefer. If you take a look at a classic Mishnah Burra page, you'll see what I'm talking about, the Shari Tshuva. There's a Shari Tshuva, Ber Hetev. Again, I can show you a page and you'll see what I'm talking about. The Shari... The, um, Every page of the Mishmura has the Shari Chuva says specifically that you are not allowed to eat before Batkiya um, Shofar. And his, the Sefer that was written by Rafraim Zalmargolis, which is, I think, I think he might have, by the time it got the Hilchas um, Rosh Hashanah, uh, it might have been him who wrote it. It's not surprising that the same author, the Mate Prayim, says that you're not allowed to eat before Tkir Shofar. And the base mayor um, writes that as well. The base mayor was uh, mayor of Posen, uh, mayor of Posner, um, and uh, a very, very um, uh, in, a post that was given incredible. Uh, significance by the Mishnah Baruch, that but the base mayor says it could be the first day is different than the second day. Because on the second day, it's the Rabbanon. And therefore, the Rabbanon, you can maybe take a bite. Because it could be eating is different than taking a snack. Because what's the whole reason behind this issue? The whole issue is maybe you're going to keep on eating, and you're going to lose the mitzvah. So if that's true, what's the whole problem? Just don't have a meal, right? The Mishnah, it's, it's based on the Mishnah in Shabbos. There it's talking about lo yochal, sheme yimashech bisudoso, meaning a suda. But if all you're doing is having a, a piece of cake, uh, a cup of coffee, um, chocolate bar, whatever it is you're having, you know, that lechora shouldn't be a problem. In fact, 
you look at the Gemara and Brachas, we say that we don't pass Rabbi Shuv and Levi that Asr's even a little bit of a, a, a taste of food before Musa for Mincha. So therefore, in Shulchan Aruch it says, unlike in the morning, you're allowed to take a little bite before Mincha. Now, what is it that's called a te'ima, a little snack? What's called a little snack? So some say a little snack is, could even be bread, as long as it's not a Bates' this world. And that, of course, is the same halacha that Prima Godim says about making a mizonos on challah or whatever, for a svarti, or what's considered pasababakisna, and cake or other things like that, that that's called a te'ima, less than a beitza. But the Mishnabura, interestingly, quotes the great Hasidic Shagon, Rav Chaim Tzanzer, Rav Chaim Halberstam, um, that mutter le'echol ad l'shir suda. So, um, sh'yesh b'vari l'zor shul le'echol mezonos ad sova, v'odaf limona miyosem ishir sholosh beitzim. So, according to the Mishnabura quoting the Divrechayim, you could get away, it's called Te'ima, up until the time of three Beitzim. That, that's a decent amount of cake, three Beitzim. That's quite a bit. And when it comes to fruit, if it's a fruit plate, you can have orange juice or fruit or whatever it is. Seems like it's not a problem at all. In fact, that is the Pesach of the Shulchan Aruch as well. When it comes to Mincha and Marv, you can have quite a bit of food beforehand. And that's as far as Badika's Chametz and Lulav and Kriyasa Megillah goes, if you need to eat. Now, that would seem to indicate that this isn't a problem. Even what they do in the yeshivas of making the big Kiddush, as long as people aren't washing and eating a lot of bread and making a whole big meal out of it, it should, should be fine. Even though I told you the Shari Chuva and the Mat Ephraim, who might be the same person, were against it. But it would seem, why? That's true. So the, the Mogan Avram says that you should only be Mekel B'Tzerach Godel. Now when was that? That was, and that's what the Ramah quoted about Kriyas HaMegillah. Some say that the same thing is emes when it comes to other mitzvot, that if, unless you really need to, you really shouldn't be eating. Now, that seemingly should apply to Tzkiah Shofar, especially, I mean, what are we, aren't we trying to show God that we care about all his mitzvahs? He's our God. He's, he's our king. And he's our king, not just even for these things that the Rabbanon have imposed upon us. And which maybe we should try to be machmir and not eat, even if there's yesh lahakel and there's room to be making. Isn't it? You know, no. Um, the uh, great Yerushalmi Posik, Rabbi Yezra Waldenberg, wanted to explain why it's different than Lulav and other places. And, he's, and, and, and even when it comes to uh, uh, eating on, on, on Tainus Esther, all those things, a person is going to go to his house to eat. He's going to go to a little private place. 
he's going to eat beforehand. Whereas the way it happens in the yeshivas and some of the Hasidic shakilas is they have the kiddush in the shul where everybody's around. So obviously, you think everybody who's sitting there, in other words, it's not like everybody goes home to eat. They make the kiddush in the shul. And therefore, everybody encourages you to stop. Hey, let's go. Everybody back here in 20 minutes. So nobody is going to get so involved in his eating that he's going to forget to do the mitzvah. It's also the svar of Rav Waldenberg is also mentioned by Rosh Hashanah. Seems to be a very strong svar. Another reason, of course, is the fact is they know that everyone, there's a time that the shofar is going to be blown, right? And so therefore, uh, we, we don't think the person is somehow going to say, yeah, I'm just going to push it off. The famous uh, Sefer Seris Hachuva from one of the, uh, um, the I think it's Rav Ehrenreich, I believe, or one of the soap from Rav Ehrenreich, um, also says, you're not going to forget to get your chauffeur. You have Amos Adin. Now, based on all these svaras, if a person really can't concentrate because he's fasting, you need a little bit before the tkiyos. And you can see also in the Sephardi post, like the Kafa Chayim mentions that as well. Another reason, of course, is not only can't you not concentrate, but it's become a fast day for you. And you don't want to have a fast day on Rosh Hashanah. Um, the Mishnah ever says, you don't have to worry about a Rosh Hashanah fast day. On a regular holiday, a regular Shabbos, yes, you shouldn't be fasting a half a day. On Rosh Hashanah, because you're so involved in tefillah and, and, and making God the king, and we know the Shittas HaGa'onim who fast on Rosh Hashanah, don't, don't start saying, I don't want to, uh, uh, I can't fast on Rosh Hashanah. Um, so therefore, the Mishaburu weakens that svara as far as that goes. As we said before, um, there are posts saying before she shouldn't even be tasting anything. Um, if you look at the Mishnah Brura, he seems to agree with the Mat Ephraim. Only if a person, and therefore, uh, he, he, only if a person really needs it, someone who's weak or sick. This is a, a very relevant to this year. Uh, we know that Ricky Vager uh, wrote, it was, it was circulated around Pesach time, you might remember it, Revki Vager uh, circulated his psak during the, cholera epi- during the cholera epidemic. And he said that, this is the eighth that we were talking about, uh, Richard, um, that don't eat before the tekiyos, Revki Vager wrote, and you can eat after the tkiyos to Miyushov, before you do Musaf. That was during the cholera epidemic where people were supposed to, they were afraid that people would fast, that we get weak. But even, or, even in that situation, Ricky Vega, interestingly, didn't say, oh yeah, definitely eat beforehand. Um, obviously, the elephant in the room is 
the length of the davening. The davening takes so long. Um, Rebel Yoshev was asked about it, and he said, it's wrong. I know they do it in the yeshivas, they, they make a kiddush. Rebel Yoshev felt. So, obviously, what's the Eitzah? The Eitzah is to do what? To daven shorter? To make the davening quicker? That, that, that would seem to be the, the easiest Eitzah. And I, I guess this year, I think it might happen. And I know in the JEC, uh, they're talking about finishing the davening in two and the I know the Ashkama minion is going to finish in two hours and 15 minutes. I think they're starting at 6.30, they finished by 8.45. I don't know about the other shoals. I can't tell you. But I think that, um, you know. Um, JAC doesn't need an excuse to go fast. Right, but the question is about, I, 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 let's, let's give them credit, though. I don't believe that they, in the, in the, in the regular big minion, I don't believe they eat, uh, they make a kiddush before the tkiyas. I, I haven't seen that here. Um, in yeshivas, yes. Uh, but I haven't seen it in a Balabatish, uh, you know, shul. No, they never made a Kiddush. Yeah. But you remember, Moshe, that there are places where they do. And you might, when you were in Yeshiva, I'm sure you remember that they, that this was like standard practice. And by Chesidisha places, they do it as well. Chesidisha Bote Medrash. Um, the inter- it is an interesting psak from the Hesiris Achuba that we mentioned before, where he says, what about on Shabbos? <laughs> on Shabbos, like this year, we're not going to blow shofar, so um, maybe there's not a problem of of making kiddush before Musaf, right? In other words, we're not going to be blowing the shofar. Uh, it's the first day of Rosh Hashanah. There's no shofar blowing, so there's no shofar blowing. So let's um, let us uh, let's make kiddush. So the the Sarah Satruva says an interesting kiddush. I have a question. Yes, yes, Moshe. <clears throat> What is what's the din halacha about before you started the davening? Let's say uh, seven o'clock. So that's another problem. Water. That's eating. That's eating. What? Well, that's another isser of eating with socha adam. That's the isser of of eating before davening. That's an isser every single day of the year. No, you say a brachot. You say a brachot, and then uh, so the question is whether you, that's called uh, tefillah or not. There's a question where that's considered mm. enough of a tefillah that you can eat or not. Um, mm-hmm. So, again, there are many people. Again, you look at the Mishnah Bura, he, he doesn't allow it. He says you could just drink a little bit. You can have tea without sugar. Um, Rebel Yoshev said you could have coffee, even with milk. Um, All I said was I, I meant drinking, not eating, just the drinking. Drinking. So, drinking is not a problem. It's so adam, and, and drinking shouldn't be an, uh, a problem. So, again, if, 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 if let's say a power shake. A person could easily, uh, you know, get one of these, uh, you know, one of the things that I've been drinking sometimes, you know, when I don't know if I'll have one tonight, I might, or go to sleep. Instead of having like a, a full supper, you have like a protein shake. So the protein shake, having that in the morning, I think is, um, you know, is, I'm not, I, again, I, I don't want to say because it seems to give a lot of uh, energy to you. Maybe that. You could, that's not like sitting and eating. I'm not sure if that's like a cup of coffee or tea. Could be uh, the Mishabur would definitely not be would not allow it. 
because it's got sugar, it's got other stuff in it, it's got other other aspects to it. But generally, like a, a drink that can give you uh, 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 some energy and some nutrition in it, that l'chor shouldn't be a problem. But actually, now it's time for the mitzvah shofar, we go out to eat, that is a thing that is strange. Um, what's interesting here for the psak is that even on Shabbos, the Saras HaTshuva wanted to say that you have a mitzvah. What's the mitzvah? To do the, to, to daven musif with these psukim. And therefore, we know that there's an asmachta from the Pasuk where it says, zichron teruah, that on Shabbos you mentioned the psukim. That's also a kiyom of a mitzvah. And therefore, the same sort of zihirus would apply if you are makbid on a regular Rosh Hashanah that's not on Shabbos, you should makbid on Rosh Hashanah on Shabbos as well. And that is a interesting chidush. Uh, Robert Kivalevich, I have a question. Yes. Go ahead. Tikiat uh, Shofar, is it considered part of Shacharit uh, Musaf or it's its own section? So you're right. So it's 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 the Did you people hear me? who make the people who make kiddush say, "Look, the iser is you don't eat before you die." No, 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 no. Right? It's it's not considered. I'm not talking about eating that. Yeah, right. So I'm just trying to. Explain. I'm not talking about the eating at all. I understand okay. that. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was trying to answer your question by by putting it in perspective. That's the reason why people felt you couldn't make kiddush. Because we've done our, we've already davened. This is not davening. This is not eating before davening, right? It's tkiyas shofar is not technically the way we do it with the tkiyas de miyushav, a, a, a part of shachris. That was the takana to blow before uh-huh. before musaf. Now, what we do during musaf is part of the tefillah. The tkiyas that we do in the shmona esrei, whether we do it in the lachash like the spardim are only in the tefillah of the Chazara, mm-hmm. that is a part of part and parcel of tefillah itself. Shofar and the brachos, they all come together, all a way of appealing to God through the tefillah. The tekiyas de miyushav are, in a sense, they're like a separate mitzvah that, that the Rabbanan developed. Because really, before that takana, they would, it was all part of davening, shofar was all part of Musaf, or maybe even part of Shachras, according to, seemingly from some sources. Um, Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri in the Mishnah says that you should, you should do it during Shachras. Um, he talks about where you do the Tkios, where you do Malchus or Kronos. And, um, and that's a question, why we don't do Tkios Shofar by Shachras? Why don't we do it as part of, why do we do it as part of Musaf, not part of Shachras? There is a question as well. Um, Women, um, this doesn't really apply to them. Because women don't have the mitzvah kiyashover anyway, even though they're macabre on themselves. Um, and therefore, you're not going to say, well, you shouldn't eat before the mitzvah. They don't really have the mitzvah uh, at all. The Chayotim talks about it, and he says, She needs to eat, even though she's usually going to wait. But he says, even though the Chayram says that women have taken this mitzvah on, 
Meaning women only took this mitzvah in a way that it's easy for them. Let's be realistic. Are we gonna, really going to tell our wives what to do? <laughs> right, but there are very firm wives who were, say, I, I remember my grandmother and, and other women, to them, Tkia Shofar was like, they knew they had to hear the Shofar, right? So many of them are going to say, I want to be just like you. You don't, you don't eat, I'm not going to eat. So the Chayodim explains that this Kabbalah that women had, by the way, this year we talked about it because of Corona and other things, we've, we've had to understand this because we're not going to send, the women aren't going to be coming to Shul, especially if they're worried. And we're not going to be sending people to people's houses to blow chauffeur, you know, where, and, and everything like that. Because of that, it's, it's uh, as, as I pointed out to you a couple of weeks ago from Kolcham Avadya, um, they don't have to be mater neder even. But in a normal year, you can understand Moshe, a woman says, no, I want to hear the chauffeur blowing. And I want to be like a man. So the Chayodim explained, look, you're a very firm woman, I understand. But the whole Kabbalah that women took upon themselves, whenever that occurred, hundreds and hundreds of years ago, who knows, maybe it was right by the time of the Horbin. I don't think so. It's only mentioned in the Shulchan Aruch as something later. But whatever it happened, somewhere in the Middle Ages, the women decided to make upon themselves. It was only, it wasn't with, a, with, an added, with, with an aspect of Tsar. And since this is an aspect of Tsar, not eating beforehand, the, the, that aspect of the mitzvah doesn't apply. Now. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.